Table People. I don't know where that came from. I think I think I'm gonna blame Carlito and and Santos Escobar uh, for that. <laughs> but uh, it's the Hollywood Hills podcast. I'm the rock star, the Renaissance man, the Duke Russo, joined by the divine voice himself, Henrane. What's up? Hola, mi amigo. Uh, since we're coming in like that, yeah, dude, we got to start off like that because that's how SmackDown started off. We had some random guy out here. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I felt like this episode was really short. It was brief. There wasn't a lot going on. And since I actually watched this episode after the Rumble, it was a lot of why weren't you in the Rumble? Why weren't you in the Rumble kind of thing? Yeah, like fucking Trick Williams. Uh, uh, that's that. But hey, we needed Pat McAfee to step in and out of the ring, uh, to in in like thirty seconds, um, instead of having forty thousand people all screaming "Whoop that trick!" I I don't know. Um, some people online say that Pat McAfee actually did not know he was going to be part of the Rumble. So I don't know how I that saw makes that. Me feel about that spot now yeah it makes me feel pretty shitty about it uh, especially now that we know that Braun Breaker uh, essentially took everything that was scripted for Brock Lesnar so because at first we heard like oh man maybe maybe Braun Breaker is is no uh, an NXT person might take the spot for Brock Lesnar and then the rumble happened and then we had that shit with Pat McAfee and I'm like Maybe it was Pat McAfee. Like, maybe that's what it was. But no, it turns out it was indeed Braun Breaker. And then apparently we were supposed to have a Dom Mysterio-Brock Lesnar match following up the Rumble after Dom eliminated Brock. And I'm assuming it would have been a squash match. Either that or it would have been like some wild upset where like he gets distracted and it's a little fucking schoolboy roll-up type of thing. I don't know, but it would have been comical. However, we're not going to see it. Yeah, what could have been, I honestly think that, unfortunately, Brock Lesnar's on the downfall. I don't know if we'll see the guy in the company again. I I honestly feel that things are going south, and um, it's only going to get worse from here. But let's hope not. Maybe I'm wrong. You know what? I'm I'm not Paul Levesque. Um, let's, let's talk about it. Uh, so, (laughs) so yeah, we, we have some extremely heinous allegations coming out against Vince McMahon. There has been a lawsuit filed by a young woman, uh, detailing some pretty horrific fucking things, uh, including like screenshots of text messages, which, like we do live in a society that's innocent until proven guilty, but we've known for a long ass fucking time that this dude is a scumbag. So like, I think he's run out of benefit of the doubts. You know what I mean? 100%. Like you've already gotten in trouble. We know that this is existing. It occurred, it happened. And we just don't know all the parties involved It's damn near like the Epstein shit. Like we're just waiting for the list. You know what I'm saying? Like we're just waiting for the list. Well, uh, we, we know uh, if, if this stuff ends up being true, uh, Vince, uh, uh, Johnny Boy, Johnny Ace, uh, Brock, w- from what I saw, was not specifically named. However, 
what was specifically named was a du- former WWE champion whose contract was ready for renewal and a former UFC world heavyweight champion. And I'm like, hmm, hmm. Let me look at that super fucking long list of accomplishments and specifics uh, in in WWE talent. And, and man, I don't know. Who could it be? How many UFC champions have actually ever wrestled for WWE? They had, didn't they have um, Kane? Did he come in for like one match? He was a UFC champion, right? I, I don't. I don't remember that. Um, I know CM Punk was not. <laughs> um, yeah, that sounds like not Punk. <laughs> I think he got knocked out like four or five times in the UFC and then finally gave gave up on it. Um, uh, it it's Brock is the only the only one. Like it's the only only possibility. Uh, and clearly, if there was any doubt. The fact that he was removed from the Rumble should put that doubt aside and that it was indeed Brock Lesnar uh, that was being referenced. Now, as far as we know, there's no other people implicated um, as of now. Who knows? That could uh, extend. I know that Ronda Rousey was tweeting some shit about Bruce Prichard like... If if he's still in the company, that means Vince is still in the company. I don't know if he's going to get ousted as well. I mean, we had the, the uh, Slim Jim pull sponsorship from the Royal Rumble and once Vince resigned uh, to quote a Dave Meltzer tweet resigned but likely kicking and screaming on the way out um, Slim Jim came back Uh, I don't know if getting rid of Brock was part of that as well but we're seeing stories where basically Brock's Wrestlemania plans are already being rewritten like it was basically planned out to be brock gunther at mania and we ain't getting that no more so they're trying to figure out what the fuck to do from here i really hope that this leads to chad gable gunther i it could be bronson reed gunther i really hope it's chad gable gunther because we missed Talk about a dude that wasn't in the Rumble. I would have loved some motherfucking uh, Chaos Theory Suplex City action from Gable Sensei, and we didn't get it. But, um, yeah, some interesting times in the WWE. Yeah, and I think think they just need to navigate this back to Gable. You can take your time with it, right? You can have him go through Bronson Reed. You can have him go through... Even Braun Breaker on the way, right? I feel like it'd be nice to give Braun Breaker a big match. He can't beat Gunther yet. He can't win a big title this early. But I do think, you know, get him some wins. Let's get him in a big match. Maybe even get Breaker in the Elimination Chamber. Because, like, let's get him. He's he's the next, he's next up, right? Like, he's going to be, in my opinion, the next Roman Reigns. Like, that's how they're going to treat this guy. So uh, let's get used to it early, right? So I I slightly disagree. I actually think him beating Gunther at Mania would be perfect because as we were talking about off the air, um, Roman's going to lose. Heyman's going to desert him and latch on to Braun Breaker. So if Braun Breaker immediately wins the IC title, Roman loses like on the same night. Roman loses the Universal Championship. Heyman's like, 
you just lost the belt, but this guy just won a belt. I think I know where I'm going. Like, I feel like plot wise, that would be fantastic. And it's not like insulting to Gunther, I think, really, because I mean, we just saw this dude saw people in fucking half like crazy at the Rumble. Uh, uh, eliminated uh, some pretty, pretty crazy fuck. He it, he eliminated Omas. You know, like uh, he he pressed Gunther above his head. Like, he was some pretty impressive shit. Um, I think it would be pretty fun if that we went with that cadence. I, I'd love to see that happen as well, especially to replace the Brock match. I just would need to see them really beef this guy. Like he can't he can't lose a match on his way to mania like he literally needs to go on like a baby goldberg run you know for me to believe that he's going to take out gunther the greatest intercontinental champion that we've ever seen he he is baby goldberg he's even got the shitty ass fucking tribal tattoo man and and he's got them big papa pump jeans like he he's he's good to go dude he's good to go we just gotta have triple h give him the keys you know what i'm saying and 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 the wise man, except he's no longer going to be the wise man. We need to come up with some other moniker for Paul Heyman. Maybe he's the 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 Wolf Master. Yeah, I was going to say it's going to be something like re- like related to Wolf. Like I was going to say like Wolf Caller or Wolf Talker or some dumb shit like that. You know, dances with wolves or a Pack Master or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I got a the the pride. You know, like the uh, <laughs> pride mate. I don't know. Yeah, uh, somebody say Velveteen Dream. <laughs> I mean, if he's innocent, I'm a fan. If he's guilty, yeah, I can't support the guy. Right? So, <laughs> I, I did you listen to the pot the the Chris Van Vliet podcast nah, that he was on? I, I caught like ten seconds of it. That shit was like over an hour. I was like, nah, I can't. I'm not that big a fan. I still nah, think you're guilty. Bro, I, I, I listen to shit at one point seven five speed. Like you, you get through that shit real quick. Yeah, I I don't even think about that honestly. I'm telling you, that's that's what I do, and that's that's like our our entrance music is specifically tempoed out so that it still sounds good at at least one and a half tempo. One point seven five does start to sound a little strange, but yeah, I'm picky like that because I listen to all everything like super fast, and when I'm like editing our shit and I hear it at normal speed, I'm like. Wow, we sound so fucking slow. Oh man, it's that's a that's a sounds like a caffeine lifestyle and everything is moving in fast motion. I'm I'm the opposite, brother. I take it slow. I might as well be like a beach boy from California, man. Yeah, see, I, I'm I'm from Jersey, like you know, kind of New York Cityish area. Like everything, everything to me is a million miles an hour, especially inside my head. It's like two million miles an hour, so it's just like perfect to just speed everything up. I get I get really sad that I can't rewatch wrestling shows at like one and a half uh, time speed, especially fucking Raws, man. Dude, imagine if you could cut like twenty five percent off of the time from watching raw but still catch everything but instead of being like two and a half hours it's closer to two hours wouldn't that be amazing it it would be like the way i watch nxt at this point is i literally will like start the match and then i go to the last you know 20 seconds of the match because unless it's a pay-per-view 
they're not necessarily doing too much that is noteworthy until, you know, the last 20 seconds, right? And then usually the talking segments you can sit through every now and then, but for the most part, it's like nothing special is going on. You know, you can skip the entire match, watch the ending, and you're like, huh, decent match. <laughs> yeah, unless it's a Lyra Valkyria talking segment, you can skip those too. Uh, honestly, like that whole signing segment at the NXT with Roxanne and Lyra, yeah, I just turned the show off. Yeah, yeah. I There was a part of me that was like slightly disappointed that Lyra w- uh, wasn't in the uh, Rumble because at least she wouldn't have botched as many spots as fucking Maxine did. Um, but at least we didn't have to like listen to her. Yeah, I don't, like, she just comes across, like, so nonchalant. Like, I don't feel like you're a champion. You know what I'm saying? You don't have that aura. I don't know. She, and I feel like she had more aura before she won the belt. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I I think we just didn't have to see her the same way. And I think that now with the belt, it's like we see her talk way more and we have to see, like, she's not the hungry challenger anymore, you know? Like, she played that role kind of decent, especially when it was in the context of coming after Becky. But as soon as she was supposed to be, like, the comfortable champion, that that just doesn't come across from her. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's any other uh, scuttlebutt that we have to deal with before we get into the show. Um I think that's 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 pretty much it. I mean, the 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 Vince thing was pretty goddamn big. Uh, he he uh, also one thing I I do want to add is he is indeed gone for good. Like, there's no way he still owns. I think I saw a figure like eleven percent of the stock or whatever. So he's still got a lot of money in the company, but he no longer has the voting power to just push himself back in. So uh, he is indeed gone for good. Ding dong, the witch is dead. Vince is gone. Holy shit. We're here. Um, all right. Smackdown. It was the go home episode of Smackdown. So uh naturally it was in close proximity to where the rumble was. We were in Miami, Florida this time. Uh I I guess one of the main storylines. So we, we had a, an opening segment. We we had Randy, AJ, LA Knight. Um, honestly, it was just building up the match talking about, uh, you know, the bloodline has had a hell of a run. Roman has had a hell of a run. They're, they're unbeatable, this and that. And, and, uh, except I'm going to do it. And then, uh, you know, AJ's, I, there's more than just you in the match, Randy. And LA Knight comes in, wants to talk to the people. I mean, the, the, the highlight of this whole thing was, uh, L.A. Knight talking about Solo because he's fighting him in the main event tonight uh, saying, you know, if I have to fight Solo, that's what I'll do. I will hit him so damn hard he'll start doing his dad's dance moves. And uh, yeah, that was probably the highlight of the segment. And then they just kind of like brawl. Uh, Orton, uh, it, AJ does hit Randy with a pretty nasty Pele kick at the end of the segment and that's, that's about it. <laughs> yeah, no, not too much to even add on that. Uh, it all starts off with that random uh, 
What's Eladio Carry Carrion Carrion? I don't know. I don't know who do you this know guy who, is. Okay, yeah, that yeah. was that was my question. It was like, do you know who he is? Because I don't know who he is. I've never heard of him um, at all. He's got a song called Randy Orton or RKO or something. Like, yo, do I just need to make a song? I'm gonna call it Cody Rhodes, right? I'm gonna call it Finish the Story. Do I get to come out there and say, "Welcome to Friday Night SmackDown"? Because I'll make a song, right? Like, let's be real here. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Lil Uzi um, Vert's got that Nakamura song, right? Like. Come on now, holla at me, right? Let me fucking get let me get in the studio. But yeah, it was really weird. But yeah, we had all all the you know competitors that minus the tribal chief that are going to be inside the four way out here to yip or yap and interrupt each other. And yeah, LA Knight hitting that dance. Um, I think one of the Usos said like, you know, how I I think he can still go talking about Rikishi, right? And I was like. Man, I'm surprised we didn't have any old, it, like, legends entrances in, in this Rumble. You know what I'm saying? So I, I saw somebody on Twitter. I wish I wish I could give them credit because I don't remember who it was. But they said it would have been perfect it, if entrant number one was Jay, entrant number two was Jimmy, and entrant number three was Rikishi. And I was like, ooh, that would have been fucking incredible if we went with that sequence. But but then we we just would have had uh everybody breaking breaking their character and, and then just dancing together. <laughs> yeah, but that I mean imagine the pop in that arena for that. Or, or Rikishi comes out with sunglasses and just hands him out, you know, like that'd be yeah, and then as they're dancing, uh Solo comes out and then he thumbs he thumbs him and then he thumbs Jay and he's like, Jimmy, what are you doing? <laughs> so, so on that topic, if Jimmy was in the rumble, why the fuck wasn't solo in the rumble? He's the tribal heir. He's the fixer. He's the solver. Like that didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Like I honestly feel like all the people who are just like, I'm declaring myself for the rumble. Like everybody else is an idiot because it actually seemed like, this was a list it was hard to get on to actually be part of the rumble because there were so many people not in it. So I'm like, fuck, like you gotta be like, I'm already signing up for next year's rumble. That's what I would do. If I, you know, if I'm a motherfucking wrestler, as soon as this motherfucker is over, I'm like, I next, I got next. Yeah. You're, you're in all office already being like, yo, I'm gonna, I want to be on that list, bro. Yeah. Like still sweating. Like <laughs> I want a better number next year too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of numbers, so a theme throughout this was uh, Triple H brought back the the fishing for numbers to decide your entrance spot. And uh, there were some interesting, like, you knew pretty much right away that Jimmy was first or second, just by the look on his face when he pulled his number. Yeah, he was not happy. Even uh, Aldis and Ava Rain, I think they're just calling her Ava now, uh, like it's funny because they tried to open it and then hide it like oh this is only for me to see but then they show it to Aldous and Ava like <laughs> yeah I, I, I she enters it into the iPad to make it official um I I like that they brought this back just because we got to see like these tiny segments with everybody which were cute and fun you know what I'm saying keeping us hype for the rumble but I feel like there's uh 
a better, more efficient strategy of doing this. But you know, that's just me. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. Um, it's the first year back. I I have faith that they'll find a way to improve it and make it interesting. Um, we end up in a segment a little bit later inside the locker room where Heyman is kind of going over the difference between being a fixer and a solver uh, with this this problem that they have with the uh, the upcoming fatal four way, saying that you know he tried to solve the problem last week, but he didn't fix the problem. Telling him that he uh, he should not be merciful in his dealing with this. Um, this is also when he's telling Jimmy that, you know, he, he has an opportunity, uh, to win the rumble. And then when he wins the rumble, he needs to challenge Seth to beat him for that. And then, you know, we'll get, we'll get bloodline and all the gold again. But he also kind of insinuates that if Jimmy did that, maybe, who the tribal heir is could be reconsidered. I feel like some like slowly Jimmy is almost coming back into good graces, but I just feel like Roman hasn't been around really, especially in like backstage segments and we did have this four way and it just I feel like Bloodline story is kind of dying. You know, I felt like they were like Paul was just struggling to make shit exist because there's not, you know what I'm saying? There's not much for us to really pull on. Um, it was hype seeing, you know, Jimmy and Jay, but we don't necessarily feel that beef that was there between Jimmy and Roman, between Jimmy and solo, between solo and Roman. I don't, I don't feel that at all anymore. So I don't know what, uh, what they're going to do to keep us enticed or if they're just going to panic for three months until, they lose to Cody, right? Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much going to be it. I think that maybe we're going to get these three months because once Roman loses, like the, the I'm sorry, like they're going to continue the bloodline. But as far as I'm concerned, once Roman loses and disappears for like a year, um, the bloodline's over, you know, as, as far as I'm concerned. So I think that they're going to start building like dissension in it you know maybe we'll get some more friction back between uh jimmy and solo um maybe we'll start getting more friction between roman and them uh i i i don't know but in the grand scheme of how they pace things in wrestling like three months is really quick so i i don't think it's gonna feel overly drug out yeah, yeah, I'm just waiting for the next next turn, because especially in this bloodline story, somehow, yes, it's had its lulls, but somehow they've been able to steadily keep it interesting. You know, unlike Chase U, I felt like they they hit a cliff, they fell, and they never came back up. But like Judgment Day, Bloodline, like everything else. It's it's hit a cliff, but then it's you know they found their hooks and they've climbed right back up. Yeah, but I feel like I feel like that's just indicative of the talent involved. Like Bloodline gets kind of stale. What do they do? We bring in Sami Zayn, the honorary Oos, and like 
that was a lot of story content. Like that carried us for a whole fucking year, basically through that whole arc. You know, uh, uh, Judgment Day maybe starts to get kind of stale. We bring in our truth, and that shit's gold. It's been gold for like a couple months, and it'll be gold for a couple more months. Chase you. What do they do? They bring in the live wire, uh, Riley Osborne. Oh my God! Stop. <laughs> you know what I mean, like. But for real, to me, that's just the talent that's available. You know, our truth, what he's done in that situation, uh, uh, Alpha Academy, the presence of Akira Tozawa. You know what I mean? Like that's that's why those guys are on the main roster, getting those big checks, bigger checks, <laughs> um, than than somebody like Riley Osborne. Uh, because even if they're not in the ring, what they do for a plot situation is is brilliant. Yeah, that that's very true right there as well. So I wonder who who gets in the mix next. Um, we did see, I believe, didn't Breaker eliminate Jimmy? Uh, yes, I think I think he did. So I'd like to see maybe a taste there to get us, you know, it, it put it in the back of our heads that Paul Heyman likes this guy. You know what I'm saying? Yes, Braun Breaker eliminated Jimmy Uso. Braun also eliminated, I think he took out Finn Balor. The Judgment Day beef. He fucking smashed JD on the outside. I think we're going to get a Breaker-JD match in two weeks uh, to showcase Breaker. If they don't do that, they were wasting time because that's going to be great. He also eliminated Ivar. Oh my god. Yeah, so Ivar Omas, Finn Balor, Jimmy Uso. I think that's all I see that was eliminated. That's some pretty heavy hitters, and I mean, that screams that it was supposed to be Brock because Brock eliminating Ivar, Brock eliminating Omas. Like, that that sounds... That sounds likely, but I'm sorry. It was so much more interesting having Braun Breaker do it. Yeah, like, honestly, like... It would have been great to see Brock come in after, you know, Breaker did all that shit. Like, okay, like if, if Brock, like, yeah, yeah, Brock should have came in in that Pat McAfee spot. And it would have been a fucking Breaker, almost, and Braun, or I'm sorry, and Brock, and like, fuck, like, that just would have been great. We would have seen almost picked them both up, and then we see Brock F5, one guy on top of another guy. Like, I don't know, man. It could have been great. Could have been, but we will never know. And you know what? It sounds like F5 is something that we're never going to see again. Unless you want to consider uh, the final prayer, I think they're calling it now. Uh, the the pump handle F5 of Karrion Cross. Um, yeah, yeah, something like that. Fi- yeah, final prayer, I think, is what they're calling it. But... Uh, the last little segment that we kind of have before we get into this main event is we, we got Kayla interviewing this uh, Eladio Carrion dude. And, uh, you know, he's, he's talking about that he, you know, Randy Orton's his guy. And then he looks over and then it's, uh, it's Solo and, um, Heyman standing there and Solo looks like he's ready to thumb his ass. That did not come out of my mouth the way that I want it to. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was one of those ones where like mid-sentence I was like trying to pump the brakes and it just wasn't going to happen <laughs> um, 
<laughs> but uh, you know, he's like, but but you know, uh, res- respectfully, Randy's my guy. Respectfully, and Heyman's like, calm down. He's he's respectful about it. Solo, you this is this isn't what you need to fix. Uh, and then we get into the match: uh, L.A. Knight versus Solo Sokoa. Yeah, yeah. I I love that tiny little segment right there because this guy was so scared of of just the way Solo was looking at him. And he's like, no, 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 it's okay. He, he's uh, somewhat respectful. Just, just maybe he's not that bad, right? Maybe he's not that bad. And I'm like, I'm like, first off, what the hell was this? But it, I thought this was really funny and cute. Um, it was a good little giggle before we got into this solo LA night match, which. Oh my God, like, as I always say, when it comes to Solo and LA Knight and Roman Reigns and pretty much like a lot of these people, like, you can probably assume how the match went. Um, We had like a nice Samoan drop by Solo. He just fought, like, it was like while LA Knight was sprinting. So he didn't like hit like your standard pick up and drop. He just like fucking threw the guy like off his shoulders. It was really nice. Um, I think we eventually had Jimmy out there, but he got caught. Um, we had the, yeah, bouncing the head off the announce table, like a basketball, which was great. Um, but this all broke down on the outside and we ended up having AJ Styles out of nowhere to hit a phenomenal forearm off the barricade to LA Knight for the DQ. And, you know, he starts to beat him down and then we see Jimmy, kind of sneaking up and he has a chair and AJ kind of stops and he sees him and then Jimmy puts the chair down and he's like, here you go, you know, like, do you, right? So AJ's about to attack him and he's thinking about it and then Solo's overly aggressive ass just yells in AJ's face, take care of it or I'm going to take care of you. (laughs) Hit him now. And so AJ doesn't listen to command. So he attacks Jimmy and Solo instead. And then we get Randy out, and Randy beats everybody up. And um, I think Solo eats the backdrop on the announce table. He almost hit the spinning Solo on Randy uh, to the announce table, but we know Randy's not taking that bump. It's fun when they're like, oh, we're going to do it. And I'm like, y'all aren't going to, like, you, you might end his career if he took that move on that announce table. So they're not about to do that. Um, best part of this was Randy still still standing tall he's on the outside and jimmy's inside the ring so randy's like i'm gonna go get him so he goes to chase jimmy and jimmy is scrambling for his life he can't even get to his feet he's trying to make it outside and he can't he can't get outside randy gets him hits him with the vintage ddt um what do you call it aj styles jumps up Randy dodges the forearm, hits him with the vintage DDT, hits him with the RKO, and then LA Knight, who's been MIA for the past fucking 10 minutes, show, or gets up from his slumber to hit the BFT on Randy Orton to end the show. Yeah, this was your classic, uh, we're just going to have chaos at the end of a match to lead into a four-way or three-way that we have for a title coming up in a PLE. That was the script, and uh, it was followed to a T, um, and kind of (laughs) boring. Yeah, this was, uh, meh, you know, like, it it did its job for what it was supposed to do. It, It showed everybody 
you know, brawling and this is what could happen in the fatal four way. It's a no disqualification, right? Like they want to fucking let you know that this shit could happen, but whatever. It was what it was, right? Yeah. It led us into the match and, you know, uh, it was a perfect precursor to a mid fatal four way match, I suppose. Um, that, Honestly, for the context of a Roman match, had minimal interference. Um, all right, let's let's get to what I, for me, was uh, match of the night and just moment of the night. The Kabuki Warriors are the new WWE Women's Tag Team Champions as they defeat Katana Chance and Caden Carter. Yeah. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. Yes, indeed. I, I was super hype on this. And uh, you, you could take us through the match. But man, Kabuki Warriors finish. I don't know what they're calling it yet. But uh, I don't remember what their finish was last time. I don't think it was this. But it was phenomenal. No clue what their finish was last time as well. I'm, I'm going to have to look that shit up because I'm curious. I feel like they just did uh, their own thing. You know, somebody hit like Oscar Pike kicked them or did something and they fell down and then they got the elbow. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, that it was like a reverse DDT by Oscar while simultaneously catching the insane elbow from Kyrie. And it was beautiful. It was nasty. Kyrie came out. She did not look a lot like a pirate to me. So I'm hoping they're dropping this pirate princess crap because it doesn't make sense and it doesn't fit. Um, I don't know. Just she needs a better nickname, right? Like, I don't know. Like, the I don't know. Something else, right? But whatever. She's part of the Kabuki Warriors. Um but there's no no scoff, no slouch on the party girls. Uh, the way they were moving early on in this match, the tag team fluidity I will use is uh, they were fucking smooth as shit. Catching a tag, one would hit a move, one would hit another move, attacking from different angles. Like it was, it was really fucking nice to watch them in there. Um, but you know, Oscar and Kyrie had some. Uh, Double two moves to themselves. I think it was uh, Oscar. I maybe might have been. It might have been Caden Carter. I'm forget. Or she might have hit it on Caden Carter, but she hit this like arm trap DDT, which was pretty nasty. We got a keg stand from the party girls, which uh, they like. It looked like they were kind of far, but they ended up catching it. Fucking uh, Kyrie hit. Katana Chance with this Alabama slam on the fucking announce table just slammed this chick back back of her neck or head whiplash into the announce table that was pretty gross they hit that big finisher they won the titles uh, damage control came out to celebrate and they gave him the pyro so we had the fireworks in this motherfucker too yeah yeah we uh, we got damage control in almost all gold and then we got Bailey winning the rumble uh, who who's gonna take one of the gold from one of her teammates? <laughs> they yep. just don't know it yet. But yeah, I I the, this I still call it a scorpion death drop because I don't know that's just what my brain sees it as. Um, 
insane elbow combo. Like they need some dope name for it. And so like their ring gear didn't fully match, but it looked like Kyrie, her ring gear was new and or different and closer to Asuka's than it's been in the past. Like she didn't come out in the pirate vibe, but when she did her entrance in, um, the Rumble, she came out to the pirate music. So I'm thinking that they're just going to go all in on this Kabuki Warriors thing. Like, I, I expect them to have matching ring gear shortly. I expect them to to use just the damage control music. Um, so, yeah, I do think the pirate thing is, is slipping away here. That's great. I don't, uh, I don't need that stuff anymore. It made sense with the Sky Pirates, but they ain't the Sky Pirates. They're the Kabuki Warriors. So I don't Sorry, know. Maybe, maybe, maybe they both come out with the Kabuki masks that uh, Asuka usually comes out in. I don't know. Yeah, she needs masks. She needs some type of paint. Um, something. Yeah. Uh, all right. So some other things that we had. Uh, we had the first as far uh, that I can remember, at least, match between Santos Escobar and uh, Carlito. And we've got an addition to Legado del Fantasma. We've got Electra Lopez joining the group, which is intriguing. And I'm surprised that it was Electra, because I always thought she was more of a sidekick compared to Lola Vice. But I don't, you know, has she been around actually longer? Because I know Lola Vice is seeing a big surge in her career right now. But as far as I know, this is all fresh for her. I feel like Electra was around and then went away, like off TV, and then came back. Do you have any information on that, or am I just? Hey, I think you're correct, and I could be wrong here. There's probably a fifty-fifty shot of me being wrong on this, but I want to say that Electra Lopez was in the last women's breakout tournament, the one that like Roxanne or was Roxanne the winner of that one? I don't know. The first women's breakout tournament that they had. Um, I I want to say she was in that one. Fifty-fifty. I could be wrong, but um, I mean. I I still view this as a sidekick role because it's basically just to deal with Zelina Vega, who, yes, she does wrestle, but when it comes to, like, she's also sidekick role a lot, too. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, like, she's, I'm sorry, Electra, you can't, you picked the wrong show because, I mean, fuck either show. You're not, you're never winning any of these belts. Like, no. there's actually now, like, an upper echelon of women. And, like, I'm sorry, but some people will just never be in that category. Like, Zelina Vega, I'm sorry. You'll never be in that category. Well, you, no, I, never. I think we need another women's belt. I really do. Yeah, yeah. We need an intercontinental women's belt or whatever, they, a European or whatever they want to call it. Also, shout out to Zelina Vega's ring gear, which was absolutely fucking fire for this this whole thing. Uh, yeah, well, uh, give me some details. I wasn't paying that much attention. Uh, it was some like strappy thing. It was kind of like some sort of uh, Lilu Dallas kind of situation, but like black and gray instead or something. Interesting, interesting. Well, I'll uh, I'll chime on this match uh, again. 
I'm not a big fan of Carlito, so you can kind of assume how that went. Um, even even Santos lately, like he just doesn't really go all out. Um, I guess maybe because he hasn't necessarily been fighting great people, but I don't know, man. I, like I just feel like you need to step it up. You need to be a lot more. I guess maybe now you're a heel and you're trying to tone it back, but I don't care. Like you need to fucking show out. You and the little uh, Phantom Boys, y'all need to show out in this motherfucker. Um, where he hit like a big run off the ropes. We had a nice uh, stalling vertical suplex from Carlito, and then he put the guy back down, and the crowd was like, "Aw!" And then he hit this fucking snap twisting neck breaker, and the crowd actually popped hard for that shit because it kind of felt out of nowhere. Really nice. Uh, we ended up having Umberto distracting the ref. Angel pulls the rope down so Carlito can fall outside when he's running the ropes. This caused LWO to get mad. They start fighting. I think Cruz del Toro jumped off the top to take him out, and they brawl to the back. We got Zelina Vega up on the apron yelling, and this is when we get Electra Lopez out there. And she takes out Vega, swipes the legs, sweep the leg. And then Santos uses this to... Hit a nice little roll up on Carlito for the one, two, three. And uh, yeah, we got a new addition to uh, what do they call themselves. Uh, something is it Legado the- del Fantasma. Okay. Yeah. They're going back with the original name, which is great. Good to see her come up. Um, I'll have some brief words positive on her uh, a little bit later when we gloss over NXT. At least you have some positive words because uh, uh, her her homegirl Lola Vice didn't. Yeesh. <laughs> yeah, that was that was kind of a woo moment. Um, yeah, I it it makes sense they needed a girl to match up with Zelina Vega. I'm sure we're gonna get some sort of match between her and Zelina Vega, and I expect Zelina Vega like it's not gonna be a squash match, but it's gonna be a squash match. You know what I mean? One hundred percent. Which you know. That that's just kind of Zelina's role at this point. Yeah, just don't don't disrespect uh, Miss Malachi Black like that. Uh, she will absolutely kick Electra Lopez's head off. All right. So additionally, we had a uh, an interesting segment here between Bobby Lashley, the Street Profits, and. The final testament, uh, you know, Bobby Lashley and the prophets come out and they're talking about just uh, a little bit their accolades. Bobby's pumping himself up, you know, listing his championships and uh, but but now he's stuck chasing cowards. Final testament. And he calls them out, gets them out there. Um, but Dawkins and Tez. uh I don't know why, but sometimes when Tez talks, like I can't understand the words that are coming out of his mouth. He like mumbles a lot. Um, <laughs> but but they're basically saying that uh, Final Testament's scared. And Paul Ellering in his old man, like low, grumbly, creepy, horror movie voice, there, there is no fear in Karrion Cross. Um, and Karrion uh, Cross reaffirms that. Dude speaks the truth. Um He's listing off everything he he sees, frustration and desperation in in, uh, Bobby and the Prophets. Uh, And he ultimately, 
they ain't getting the fight that they want. This is another one. Dude, we're, we're having so many of these situations lately. Uzziah Lee and Becky, uh, 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 Shinsuke and Seth, and then kind of like Shinsuke and Cody. And now we're getting this with Cross and Bobby of like, uh, you'll get a fight. But you're not getting it tonight. You're not. You're not getting the fight when you want the fight. So, yeah, we're we're gonna get this, and then uh, we're not gonna get this. But basically, we get a weird ambush where they like send Scarlet into the ring, and then like Scarlet, next thing you know, is on Bobby Lashley's back, raking his eyes, and AOP shows up to take out the prophets. Uh, it was some weird kind of chaos at the end. Yeah, I don't, I don't really have much for this. Uh, they came out, they talked, they got jumped. We don't have a match yet. I guess we'll wait maybe next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like I said, they're they're playing this whole like, you'll get the match, but not when you want the match. Uh, we're going to save the match when, when I say we get the match kind of situation. They've really been beating that plot line dead for the last couple of months now. Yeah, not not the biggest fan of that, but whatever. Yeah, um, uh, we had the rematch. We had Melodo Miss Carmelo Hayes versus Austin Theory, accompanied by Grayson Wola. Um, this match w- went way better. This was a pretty damn good match. Uh, you know, if it wasn't for Kabuki Warriors winning the titles, this probably would have been match of the night. Yeah, I'm glad they had a good match. No injuries, nothing suspicious. I like that. Great. Um, they were just going off. You know, Melo is so emphatic with everything that he does. It's great. We got this new move, Ataxia, that uh, Austin Theory is hitting, which is like some type of weird like pump handle power bomb, and the dude does like a full front flip. And then, like, lands on his face. I don't fucking know. It was pretty I fucking nasty. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty fucking nasty, especially the way Melo took it. Cause, you know, it, it takes somebody good to make a move look good. Right. So, so I'm, I'm going to give, I'm going to give Theory some props here because this, this is like one of those things. So he has a couple signature moves now and he has one for like, Every type of wrestler. So this whole ataxia thing, like he ain't hitting that on fucking Ivar, or I, I don't even think he's hitting it on Bobby Lashley. But he can hit them with a town down. You know what I mean? But then somebody that is more agile, like Carmelo Hayes, or if he fought Ricochet or something like that, or when uh, they find themselves at odds with Logan Paul, that move will, will fucking go really hard in the ring. Like I. I'm sorry. Theory is actually starting to grow on me, and I never thought it would happen. Who are we getting the babyface turn from first? Theory or Waller? Ooh. I'm going to actually say Theory, because I think Theory would... I think that theory is a bigger threat to Logan Paul. And I think that Logan Paul is going to be the crux of the turn. So I think that Logan Paul is going to have a reason to keep Grayson Waller around a little bit longer and also be less threatened by him. Whereas theory is more threatening. So I would see that quicker. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I feel you, and I agree with you. I do feel that we'd likely to see it from Theory before Waller. Um, I 
then this is a good opportunity in the storyline to start pushing towards that direction. Maybe we get a turn by Mania at Theory so we can, you know, have him in the Money in the Bank match and we actually want to see him win this time, even though he's going to lose, right? So that'd be great for his career trajectory. Um, and they've already kind of been sneak beefing because Waller kind of is doing the thing that, you know, Bad Partner does is hyping up, you know, matches that they might not be hyped for. I think they did that in the past between uh, Waller and Trick or something like that. And then recently when they were doing like Mellow and Trick. Mellow and Trick, yeah. And then, um, they were doing something before the rumble and Waller was like, yeah, I'll, I'll throw everybody out. I'll throw Cody out. I'll throw CM Punk out. I'll throw Austin. Th- oh no, no mate. No mate. Uh, not you mate. And then Austin's like, as the camera and the, the lady walks away, he's like, what the hell man, you're going to throw me out. He's like, no, 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 no. So like, <laughs> I think there's subtle hints pushing that direction too. I agree. And, uh, I, I think that this quote-unquote upcoming face run from Theory may actually be what finally gets him over in the way that the company has wanted to get him over in for a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, because they, they love this guy, right? So we, we know we're going to continue to see a lot of him. Uh, they they gave him the victory here over Melo. Um, I think Melo had him pinned, but then he reversed it. He did cheat. He did have the tights. Uh, we did get almost, that trick. He almost pl- uh, pulled fucking Melo's pants off, man. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah, man. Like I, I don't even like. That's why I feel like if I was a wrestler, I'd wear like uh a singlet or something along those lines. I couldn't just wear. I definitely couldn't wear no speedo. I could maybe do the tights, but at the same time, I don't know. I I really dig the uh, the singlet vibe because then you could do the straps down. That's such a fucking Super Saiyan move, man. Yeah, but then I think the risk of the singlet coming off once the straps are down are far higher than tights or uh, uh, like briefs coming off. Um, me personally, I never really thought about it. I I would probably go. Uh, I'd probably go tights in all honesty. Yeah, like I like the tights deal, but now that you mentioned it about the singlet being unsecure, I think I've seen this done before. I can't remember where, but like I would just wear two singlets, right? So I'd go straps down, but then I'd still have my second singlet under there, right? But then like at Mania, I go double straps down and then like it's even crazier. I got it Yo, all out. That that's like Finn Balor demon mode right there. Oh no, he took the second or or he came out with the antlers. Oh my God. It's the yes. antlers. Oh my God. He took the second set of straps off. Oh my God. Because wrestling is literally that simple, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you have some sort of thing where like you're literally undefeated when you take the second set of straps off. Yeah. Yeah. Some stupid ass statistic. Like he's actually never been pinned with the second set of straps down. <laughs> Can't superplex him. Oh my god. 
But yeah, after the match, we get the beatdown. Trick Willie comes out. We get the whoop that trick chance. And this is the only night we get them. Why was he not in the Rumble? Makes no sense. Like you were here when they were getting the balls or and stuff. You know what I'm saying? So you could have grabbed a ball and cracked one open too, brother. You know what I'm saying? You, your boss, Ava, was here. Like you had an in, but all right. Yeah, uh, that that was a major fumble in my eyes. There, there, I don't know. There were a couple of fumbles in the men's rumble. The more that I slept on it, the less that I liked it as time went on. I mean, I'm I'm okay with the result. I I have no problem with Cody winning. Um, you know, ten ten minutes of Cody Punk at the end was maybe a little too much. Uh, it didn't have the same feel as uh, the Cody Gunther ending that we had last year. Um, it, it's it's just getting more and more mid as time goes on. Unfortunately, for sure, for sure. And and to put myself in perspective, I, I haven't listened to a wrestling podcast in I don't know, like five or six months. It feels like at this point, I want to say since like September or August of last year, I've not listened to a single podcast. Damn near not even a, a video on YouTube, right? And just recently, I was like, let me let me chime in. Let me listen to a a rumble podcast. And I was happy to when they started talking and they had the exact same opinions. They were like, yeah, what the hell was this rumble? The women's rumble was so good. The Logan Paul match was so good. I was like, OK, OK. I was like, I'm not I'm not too far off from reality because I was like, this shit was fucking lack. Like it wasn't awful. But it was extremely, extremely lackluster. I don't know if it was maybe my own hype and anticipation, but fuck, you had people on your own roster, not even surprises that would have been better than some of the people you had in there. Yeah, I, I think that the Vince situation, um. After that, the changes that they could have made to make it spicier, they stayed like I think they stayed safe. Um, but then again, like it really the only change was Brock. Everything else was rehearsed, so it had to be dude, we didn't have AJ Lee. Like it took me to this morning to realize that we we didn't get AJ Lee. I forgot about her. Right? Like that's why this morning I was thinking about the and I'm like Wait a second. I, I, you know, obviously everybody was thinking about uh, Sasha, but a, a couple months ago, as soon as CM Punk came back, we're like, yep, AJ Lee is going to be in the Rumble. And she wasn't. And I was like, I mean, that may have been her choice, but still, just very, um, some of the surprises that I think we wanted did not happen. And I, I think that, the appeal of this rumble was the unknown in that like there were so many possible winners because like i said the, last year it was it was obviously cody and it was obviously rhea and and it wasn't as obvious this year and then even okay bringing sammy back at 30 that that was you know 
bring Sammy back, maybe not at 30, maybe spice up 30 a little bit better. Um, ah, I, I just give us Big E, like, I don't know, something, dude. And we didn't have it. We didn't have things that would have just made sense and would have just felt good. Dude, like I said, 40-some-odd thousand people chanting whoop that trick would have been incredible. Yeah, it would have been fucking amazing, but I don't know. Like, maybe they're still... I mean, like, they didn't care about it tonight on SmackDown, having him come out and them chanting with that trick. But maybe they're still, like, being weird about it. Because, like, what? Because we got the Vince and the Brock stuff, and it's involving a female. Maybe they don't want to start having everybody yelling whoop that trick because then they gotta then even if they don't make t-shirts people are gonna start making t-shirts they're gonna start hashtag whoop that tricking maybe they don't want that right now (laughs) do they still have suck it shirts probably yeah so you know what if we can have that we can have whoop that trick and like it's inevitable you cannot stop the whoop that trick at this point like it's it's done. It's a done fucking deal. There is literally nothing they can do to stop it at this point. Yeah, like it's it exists and it's never going away. Yeah, and honestly, it's like there are some wrestlers that people enjoy their entrance theme more than they enjoy the wrestler because it's just so interactive. You know what I mean? Like singing Sami Zayn's thing, singing along with Seth. There are people who absolutely fucking hate Seth yet we'll sing his song, you know? And Trick is going to be one of those things. Even if you hate Trick for some reason, which I don't understand why you would, but, like, you're still going to love saying whoop that Trick. And you can't avoid it, and it's good at the end of the day. 100%. It is very entertaining, and that's, that's, all, that's what we're here for, right? It is indeed sports entertainment. All right, on the topic of entertaining, I believe that we have an NXT to go over as well um, that I think Electra Lopez would like us to leave out. So I, I like that little Electra Lola segment. I believe they were, um, I believe Lola Vice was on, what do they call it now? The Metaphor Talk Show. What the fuck's it called? The forecast, the supernova, supernova sessions. sessions. <laughs> I like the forecast. I don't. I don't know. I'm, I'm. I'm getting behind that. They need to give me a call. First off, we had Lola Vice out there and Booker T. Oh man, that's that Lola Green. It's getting hot. <laughs> and, oh yeah, man. And his co-host, I can't remember the guy's name, but he's like Booker. Why are you sweating? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm dying. Um, she Vic talks. Joseph, by the way, there you go, Vic Joseph. I love Vic Joseph. By the way, I need to remember his name. He likes candy. I'm a big fan of him. <laughs> um, but uh, Lola Vice yaps on and on. Electra Lopez comes out, and I thought she spit some hot fire. La Madrina is what she's calling herself now. I don't know what that means, right? But um, she basically said that. 
basically what you've been saying is the only reason that you're here on NXT is because you've been shaking your ass on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe oh, yeah. she fucking said that. She said one minute you were auditioning for a Lifetime movie. The next you were shadow boxing doing MMA in a bikini. You're just a big phony. And then the crowd's started chanting your phony and i was like is this a spongebob episode oh my god and then um they started brawling they one of them tackled each other over like the couch and booker t you just hear booker t oh man all right Um, i'm trying i'm uh i just googled la madrina um apparently it's a movie I was looking for a translation, <laughs> not the movie. Um, Godmother. There you go. Okay, I figured that might be uh, Rizzo. She might be closer to the Godmother, but I guess you could call yourself that. I thought, you know, I don't know what the hell else it could have been, but I'm not a fan of that at all. It yeah. sounds better in Spanish. So I. Before this segment, I did not like Electra Lopez, right? Like, I just, I just didn't. I didn't feel like she brought anything. The fact that she was supporting Lola Vice made it go down. But then she literally said all of the words that have ever come out of my mouth. Except the only thing that she was missing was lumping Nikita Lyons into it, too. Because Lola Vice and Nikita Lyons are basically the same fucking human being. And I was like, you're instantly my favorite person ever. Yeah, you know, I, I thought I thought you might really enjoy this. Um, she did. She did move up. Honestly, she passed Lola Vice in my book with this segment, and then her tiny bit of debut on SmackDown because it's like she feels like a real person now, and Lola Vice continues to hold around this contract and not fight when you could cash it in, quote unquote, at any time. Evidently, so what the hell are we waiting for? Fight her. For the damn, she needs to have that contract. Yeah, and and it's not. I think so. It's kind of dumb the contract, in my opinion, because for the women, there's only one fucking belt. You know what I mean? Like, okay, with with the men's, like, we were thinking that Oba Femi would end up going after whoever the NXT champion is. But then we all got fucking blindsided with his cash in at the North American Championship, which was fucking brilliant, by the way. But, like, none of us expected it. But it happened. And now he's a champion. But for the women's, there's only one option. Like, even, you know, Priest has been fixated on Seth, but he has teased, maybe I'll cash in on Roman. Maybe I'll cash in on Gunther. It wouldn't really fit the plot line, but there is the possibility there. For Lola Vice, there is one cash in. And right now it's Lila Valkyria, and then, I don't know, maybe it'll be Roxanne Perez in a couple weeks. I don't know. But it just loses a little bit of its heft, in my opinion, when there's only one possibility. Yeah, there's only, you know, one one thing, and that's we really do need another belt. We need we need two additional women's belt. We need one that floats around the main roster, and one that is on NXT. 
um, some way, somehow, right? Like y'all, y'all got this stupid heritage cup flo- floating around before you could put in, you know, an undercard women's belt, which we desperately need. And I feel if we don't have that by mania, it's going to be unfortunate because we honestly need a division for these mid-tier women who aren't you know qualifying for the badass division and maybe after you've been that champion for a while you can move up a level i i wish i think it's in uh tna or something like that they got some type of championship clause with like the smaller belt and it's like if you've had it for like a year you can relinquish the belt for a main title shot i really like that concept because like imagine gunther I've been the champion for 500 days. I'm done. I relinquish this and I want a mania match with Roman. Like I I like that concept. That's brilliant. I actually really like that. Um be- because he, there's no shame in it. You know what I mean? Like you can have them drop the belt without hurting them at all whatsoever. I think that's brilliant. I did not know that existed, but it's genius and I want it. Yeah, yeah, like I, I think I don't think it's like super, super common, but I believe Frankie Kazarian recently had went back to, I want to say it's Impact because he had like the X Division Championship, and then it was like Option C, right, or Clause C, and it was like super big, like maybe like a year, year and a half ago. But that's that's brilliant, and like shit like that, give us an extra bit of spice, like. A, like imagine the NXT champion you've been champion for a year you should get you know you should be able to turn that title in cuz I, I want a shot at you know a main roster belt maybe that doesn't qualify you for the heavyweight and the universal but that qualifies you for the US and the intercontinental and we'll put actual tiers on these belts and i don't know you know we, we kind of feel that already but it doesn't hinder anybody don't hinder gender, bro. Never that. Never that. <laughs> um, speaking of belt pictures and situations, uh, we had Braun Breaker and Baron Corbin advance to the finals in the Dusty Classic by taking out Axiom and Nathan Frazier in a wild-ass fucking match, dude. Great match. Like, honestly, both of these teams are fucking amazing. It's sad that Frazier and Axiom are smaller guys, but it's like, honestly, they should maybe just continue to be a tag team. Maybe, I don't know, maybe they both should wear a Power Ranger helmet. Maybe we see what Axiom looks like underneath the helmet, but let's become better friends and let's be a great team. You know, they hit like a top rope Spanish fly combo into a Phoenix Splash, which was a nice little move there. Um, my highlight of, of the match was Axiom was trying to do, you know, the classic tilt, big tilt twirl off the ropes into, uh, like a motherfucking DDT or something. And Baron Corbin countered that bitch into a motherfucking end of days. Like Corbin continues to have the best moveset on the roster. I do think, uh, carrying cross is actually catching him somehow, which is fucking wild for me to say, but like. I, like it's weird that they give these guys who aren't necessarily your fan favorites just the fucking I guess they're bigger and they can hit this shit, but 
They just give them just good shit. It's weird because I, after you said that, I'm like, there's actually a lot of parallels between those two. Yeah, like they both were big in NXT, got a push on the main roster, kind of flopped. They didn't send Cross back down to NXT. They continued to try with them, but they sure as fuck continued to try everything with Corbin. What hasn't he done? King Corbin. Pretty sure he's won money in the bank, but he lost. Um, Correct. I mean, I don't think he's done Lucky anything. Lucky Corbin. They oh made God. him grow his hair out for a little bit, and he looked absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, like he started with hair and he he should have never did that because his hairline was like already starting at the back of his head and it was like super stringy, but oof. Yeah, yeah. And then like his luck ran out and he grew it out again and it was all, it, yeah. It was, that guy's been through a lot. But uh, I, I do enjoy him and Braun Breaker together, but... I Braun Breaker needs to be on the main roster fucking ASAP, please. Yeah. And I mean, I think they're going to win this dusty thing. I think we're going to see them on NXT for a little bit. And I honestly think we'll probably have them drop the tag belts at, um, the mania, whatever they're going to call it. Stand and deliver. I don't know. I don't know who, who's next up in the tag division. It's got to be, Babyface, who's next up? Mm. I don't know. I I am kind of liking this Axiom Nathan Frazier thing. If they can rebrand it in a way to get it a little more popular, yeah. Like I'm in my head too, and like I, I like them. Like I, I can't see a No and Blade. I don't like Gallus. Doesn't deserve to be up there anymore. We. OTM is desperate to get these belts, but I think I think they're still too green. Trick and Mellow ain't gonna be friends to get these belts, and they're main roster boys at this point. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. Unless Chase U boys can get in there, but I guess a Chase U at Mania to make Chase U big again. You know what I'm saying? That could be. I could see that. The redemption yeah. arc. And I, I just, I, they fumbled that so bad that I've soured on it to a point where I'm just like, just let it end. Yeah, I'm over it. We had a small glimpse of it here, which I, I enjoyed the shit here because Duke Hudson didn't care and they're taking everything, you know, and Duke's like, don't worry, Chase, it's just, just material items until they took his trophy. And then, and then, then life hits him real fucking quick, and he's like, "My trophy, no chase you. I- I'll spiral quick without that." <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> so he's already fucking going crazy, and then they're coming to take Andre Chase's podium, and he flips out. They bleep him, but he says, "Get your fucking hands off my podium!" <laughs> and the guy still doesn't let go, and they take the podium, and, and then he says, "I guess next week." We'll we'll have the final, the final thing, and we'll call it quits on Chase U. So I guess next week we we're gonna see the end of Chase U, or we're gonna see the miraculous save. I don't know, but I I think it's gonna end, and I can see the redemption arc to Mania. Cause who else? Who the fuck else is gonna be a big NXT 
babyface moment at fucking Mania. I mean, I, I guess... I, maybe, maybe LWO, because I don't see LWO actually wrestling at the main roster mania. Okay, okay, that's a good shout. Keep you them know, on. Joaquin NXT. Wild is getting some kind of kind of momentum. I feel like lately with all of his high flying shits. You know how much further they could have fucking launched that guy that day. Yeah, into the grave. <laughs> like, oh man, that's like the intrusive thoughts. Like, how far could they have sent him? <laughs> like, uh, what if I, I, was, I like, answered that in my head, but it's something that I don't feel like I should say. So I'm just going to leave it. Oh no. What if that was like, um, Omos and like, uh, Bobby Lashley fucking launching his ass. Like, they, you, you think they, like, how many people you think it would take to send him, like, out of the stadium? You know what I'm saying? I, I think, you know, if they use their weight right, I, I think a combination of two of the three of Bronson, Reed, Ivar, and Otis, the, t- any two of that combination would, would get it done. God, just slingshot that guy. Oh my, like, we need more rope stuff. I need, and I, I know it's dangerous, <laughs> but um, God, show me something that I haven't seen before. I crave it. I mean, as long as it's always into like eight people, yeah, you're, you're all right, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. Um, what, what, uh, we had a contract signing. I completely, I don't give a fuck about that contract signing. Uh, fucking Roxanne is going to take that fucking belt and then Tiffany is going to take it from her. And I don't know what the hell's going to happen after that. So I, more importantly, um, I, I really don't like Ava in this role. If I'm being honest. I paid zero attention because, again, I didn't watch this last segment. What, what, what the hell? Uh, what, it's, what's... it's just everything so far. Like, she, she just doesn't feel... She doesn't feel like a GM. You know? It just... She feel It, it really does feel like she's put there because she's the rock daughter. You know? And, and which is probably the reality of the situation. And nepotism isn't always bad. I don't think it always needs to be uh, uh, painted with a uh, malicious stroke, but I just, maybe she'll grow into it, but it just doesn't feel like it. Yeah, yeah, I feel like um, she's not chosen a direction, right? She's not overly like nice and personable, but she's not overly mean and aggressive but she's not shy but she's like a small portion of everything but not enough of anything so she just exists and it's like huh which speaking of her existing we had william regal existing for a minute he was part of the meeting for her promotion to gm i guess he was there like hyping her up 
Is that the when the fuck? When was the last time we've seen this guy on WWE television? Is this the first time? Am I unaware? I I do think it's been a minute. I don't I don't recall the last time. Because like I don't remember him officially debuting after he left AEW, and then like he showed up and they were all chanting and going hype for him. And I I feel like. I feel like this is the first time they've fucking shown the guy. It's kind of weird that they just did it here, but this is the first time that they've shown the guy since he's back from the other company. Well, they're just going to pretend like he's just around now. Like he, he hasn't, I don't know. I mean, Jade was just around for a little bit. <laughs> That's true too, right? Him and Jade were just eating tea and crumpets. You know what I'm saying? Just waiting for depositing them the checks. Ball. I mean, fuck, that's what I would do. I, I can't even say shit because I'd be like, oh, shit, man. I didn't even know that you had called, man. My my phone, you know, the battery died. But don't worry. I'll, I'll answer next time. Just send them, <laughs> send them checks. Yeah. But even what was that one tweet that Jade said once? She's like, when people were criticizing her for not debuting yet, she's like, why do I need to wrestle when the check, checks keep clearing? I'm like, you know, she's kind of got a point. Like, if you cannot wrestle, change companies, and continue to have everybody talk about you, and you haven't even done anything, you're fucking doing it right. Just live your life. Fuck, man. Dude, it, probably not anymore, but previously, Brock was getting like 16 mil a year or some shit like that. And how many times did he wrestle in a year? How many months in the year did he have just completely off? And then when he did show up, it was all about him. Like, all you had to do was, let me hit my shit. Let me go fuck these kids up. And then seldom will I put somebody else over. But fuck, man. And really, his last few matches were basically like, I'm just going to F5 somebody like eight times. Pretty much. And then get squashed by Goldberg. <laughs> Goldberg. <laughs> Uh, what else did we have? We we had Lexus King beating Trey Bearform. Yeah, he didn't uh he didn't shift forms fast enough and he ate that weird little neck neck breaker deal. Um I don't I, I don't like that the the coronation or whatever. There I really you go, coronation. Stupid. Yeah, I think it's better that it's not on the ropes, but it's still it still feels like a transitional move to me. Um, and, and all we're going to see is he's going to end up fucking hitting three in a row like the crossroads so whatever. I still can't get behind the guy. When, when WWE can make me say I don't hate Lexus King, I, I'm either dead on drugs or God, they've done something right. Cause like, and they've, they've changed, I mean, they've changed my mind on Austin theory because a year ago, I I would have I've had would have had extremely negative things to say about the guy that I don't necessarily want to uh, state right now, right? Because I don't, you know, I'm kind of a kind of a fan of the 150 million hitman, right? But I I don't know if there's a way they can make me not hate this, like not even like him, just not hate him. Yeah, I and to be honest, I don't think his career is going to last long enough that he's going to need to hit three coronations in a row to to beat somebody. So. Yeah, I I really don't think he's going to last. He just he just doesn't uh, I don't know. I I feel like they just haven't even 
pushed him either for being like a, a new guy and they want to hype him up. I just feel like he ain't shit. Uh, whatever. Fuck else we have going on on this show. We had Dijak and Joe Gacy just fucking fighting and brawling and they're just, I guess we don't have that, uh, that match. I guess we'll wait on whatever stipulation match that they give these fools. Yeah, I, the, it's weird. But then again, I feel like anything either of these people are involved in is weird. And then when you put them together, it just gets even weirder. How is Dijak on NXT still around here meeting around? How old is he? I want to fucking look this shit up right <laughs> now because he's he's got to be old as shit. Watch, he's like older than Roman or something. Let's see here. I can't do math. What is this fucking shit? He's 36. So that puts him, I want to say that's the same age as Seth. Which is just crazy that like... Also, I think that's the same age as Gargano. And all these people have done so much already, even in NXT and shit, and he hasn't done shit yet. Yeah, Gargano is also 36. Uh, let me check Seth. Good old Tyler Black. Seth is 37. So yeah, right around there, you know? like, And I, I think Cody and Roman, I want to say, are like 38. So yeah, Dijak, uh, I hate to say it, but it sounds like he's an NXT lifer. Yeah. Um, poor guy. I'm a fucking big fan of Dijak. He can do shit, but they just don't really give him the opportunity. Like he literally is like a parallel to Damian Priest. If Damian Priest can be on the main roster doing everything that he's doing, Dijak can literally do everything that Priest can do. Like from moves to talking, literally everything. Yeah, I'm looking at his career now. So I mean, he was. Uh, chaotic Wrestling, whatever that is, from 2013 to 2017. Ring of Honor from 2014 to 2017. Then came over to NXT 2017 to 2020. Retribution 2020 to 2022. And then back to NXT and there ever since. Yeah, that Retribution stable fucked pe like people up. Uh, goodness. But I guess we'll get to see them do some dumb shit later on. Uh, Von Wagner's uh, playing with uh, Robert Stone's kids. Yeah, I said it. Um, Scripps and Dragon Lee had a match um, w leading to... Because I guess OTM trashed Tony D's restaurant. So that's going to give us, at Vengeance Day, a six-person intergender tag match between OTM and whoever the hell their girl is plus against Rizzo and Tony D in the family. I can't remember what that chick's name at this point. Uh, Adriana Rizzo is in the family. I don't, I don't remember the one with OTM off the top of my head. She's very tall though. Um, but we had Bryn, still don't know who this girl is, who's backstage really hype with Edris and Nofe and Malik Blade. 
super hype, super excited about life. She chopped the shit out of one of the guys, which was comical. Um, Blair Davenport and Petrovich had a match. Petrovich didn't bring the sword into the ring, so she lost. Uh, we should get like an actual weapons match between her and Zia Lee. Yo, like to the death. Right? My only concern with that is I feel like Zia Lee would actually win. And like, I don't want anybody to die. Yeah. But I also don't want Zaylee to win, so... Like like Lucha Underground death, right? Where it's like, oh, snap, like they got him and then they cut him off TV, but they come back, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, and they, you know, just put a different mask on. Like, I, I, I get that they want to keep this realistic, but at the same time, it is a TV show. So I, I wish they did put in some nonsense that is like over the top like that. I don't know. I don't like, I'm not saying to kill somebody. Right. But like, y'all have a lot of weapons and swords and stuff. Like, I don't know. Just like, I mean, they had Braun breaker essentially like decapitate Von Wagner. So (laughs) yeah. Like if y'all are willing to go there, like, like what if Drew McIntyre just like accidentally like hit somebody in the leg or something and you know we don't gotta like chop his leg off, but they're like, oh, he lacerated his, you know, hamstring. He's gonna we be had, out for six months. We had the Ray eye spot. That's what I'm saying. Like we we've pushed the limit. Let's you know, give me some more, right? Like I don't wait know till how. that Netflix money hits. Yo, and and it's gonna be on Netflix. You think they'll push push the envelope a little bit more? <laughs> I I would hope so, but I don't think so because at this point they're so embroiled with like children's merch and and marketability that I just don't see it. Unfortunately, I wonder how that's going to affect. Like, I mean, I guess you're just getting a shitload of money, but I feel like you're losing out on your commercials, right? But I I get does the commercial money. I guess maybe they only get a percentage of that, and the network is the majority, and the network's paying them. So I guess it has to balance out at the end of the day, right? Uh, yeah, I would assume so. Um, and ultimately, like they would be bringing up because I mean it's USA Network at the end of the day. I, it, you gotta imagine that uh, R- Raw is one of their most watched things. Um, so that actually increases the value of the commercial spot. So it's actually beneficial for the network. So, um, and thus, like you said, it, they would offer them more money to keep them there. But I mean, they're they're getting they're getting smacked down anyway. Uh, I I would just I mean Roman's not going to have the belt anymore at that point. But obviously, the whole Roman can only appear on Fox thing. It, it, it'll be interesting if we end up with any situations like that moving forward. I mean, yeah, but they'll uh, they'll get Cody, and I mean, everybody wants Cody. Yeah, uh, including uh, the crowds want him more than CM Punk, thankfully. Thank fuck. My God. Yeah, that would have been interesting, but uh, I don't know. Nothing, nothing else too interesting in NXT, I don't think. Trick Willie, Josh Briggs. Um, 
I think the no quarter catch crew is on the rise. They they got some new stipulation or some shit, and they're like in a in a no quarter in a catch match. We decide who wrestles in the match. So I'm like, what? They just tell you, oh yeah, y'all have a match, and they're like, okay, we'll we'll, we'll tell you who we're gonna wrestle. Like we're gonna tell you who we're gonna put in there to wrestle. Like what? I, I guess it's like a, it's different. I feel like they're trying to give them a push and hopefully it centers around Charlie Dempsey, who I believe is Regal's son. Um, cause that guy's kind of crazy. So like, I'd like to see some of that action. Yeah, that could be interesting. But that's pretty much all I got on, uh, fucking NXT. We'll see, uh, what the hell else can, uh, go on here in the future oh oba femi finally accepted dragon lee's challenge so we will be getting that rematch at vengeance day looks like a decent card honestly yeah yeah it should be i mean that's when we're gonna get trick willie dragon off um the roxanne perez lyra match i i would hope roxanne would come out on top um mm-hmm the Obafemi Dragon Lee match will be fun, but I do hope Obafemi retains because just get Dragon Lee back where he belongs on the main roster. Yep. I uh, think we're going to get Trick Willie, Mello versus the Wolf Dogs, Breaker and um, Corbin. Yeah, that'll be fun. Always a good match. uh, That's pretty much it, man. Take us home, my dog. Yes, sir. Well, we do thank you for allowing us to make your lives just a tad bit less miserable. We will catch you next time with some red-hot Monday Night Raw action following the big Royal Rumble pay-per-view. What surprises might they have in store for us? We shall soon find out. But until then, y'all stay safe and enjoy the day. Deuces, ooses. Peace.